0: Good evening and welcome to our evening service. Good to have you here this evening as we again have this privilege of worshiping the Lord together. Glad to have Mr. Dealy with us this evening and uh, glad that he was able to take the time to uh, prepare for this evening. I know he's been a busy man, he and Mrs. Dealey, in the last few weeks and we'll ask him to come now and lead us in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, how Blessed we are to have this access into your presence at any time. And so we come rejoicing in your so great salvation for your grace shown to each one of us. As we open your word in a few moments, we pray that your Holy Spirit will minister to us that we might be washed by the water of the word. Work in us, each one, we pray, that we might become increasingly useful to you in your kingdom work, we pray. We do remember those that can't be here tonight and those on Zoom We pray, O Lord, our God, that you'll suit a blessing to them right where they are. Because you know the need, the needs of each one. You are the God before whom all things are naked and open. And so, bless abundantly, we pray. We think of those that serve you in difficult places, perhaps have already ministered. We pray, O Lord our God, that there might be much fruit for their efforts to glorify you and give the gospel forth where they are. And those yet to minister today, television, radio, or in congregations across this great land of ours, we pray that the gospel might go forward with power, that lives might be changed, that people might be brought into your spiritual kingdom, even this night. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless as you open the word to us tonight. Would you take your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, please? And we'll get there in a moment. So I've entitled this consideration Learning from Christ's Praying. Learning from Christ's Praying. Just by way of introduction, Christ is the Christian's example in all things. He has left us footprints that we should follow in his steps. He should impact every area of our lives, including the area of prayer. Some time ago, While I was ministering in Werner, I presented a series on the prayer life of the Lord Jesus. Concerning his prayer life, a good record has been preserved in the Word of God for our learning and for our emulation. Some of the accounts give the contents of his prayers.
1: And from there we can learn how and for what we should pray. Other verses merely note that he prayed. And we might learn from the contexts about his praying.
0: Now, in Luke chapter 6, I point you to verses 12 and 13. And when it was day, he, that is the Lord Jesus,
1: called unto him his disciples. Maybe i better start with verse 12, eh? Some of you are paying attention. Years years ago,
0: a man by the name of Harvey Springer had a campaign at Jarvis Street Baptist in Toronto. Actually, there were two campaigns. I believe one was 1949 And in
1: 1959, and uh, he had this habit of saying,
0: now I don't want anybody going to sleep here, I throw uh, hymn books. And so how anybody could go to sleep with that man? Because he, he was all over the he was all over the church. Those of you how, how many have been to Driver Street Baptist Church in Toronto? Oh a couple. Yep. Uh you remember there's a balcony, okay? And stairs that come down onto the platform. Harvey Springer, who called himself five foot eighteen, Somersaulted down those steps. How could anybody go to sleep with with that man doing things like that? And he preached one night on uh, Jonah in the in the belly of the uh, in the belly of the boat. And uh, He left the he left the platform and he went this way under the balcony and around the balcony like this and just about where Evelyn is is sitting there, you don't have to stare stare at her, but just about there was a man sleeping and this five foot eighteen man came up behind him.
1: Wake up, Jola! I I
0: I thought there was going to be a, a heart attack right there. How he ever fell asleep in the first place, I don't know. But I better find myself back to the right verse here. It's verse 12. And it came to pass in those days he, the Lord Jesus, went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night
1: in prayer to God you you get a bit
0: of you get a bit of context from verse 13 why was he there why did he pray all night well verse 13 tells us and when it was day he called unto him his disciples and of them he chose 12 whom also he named apostles. So you you know why he was praying. The selection of the twelve disciples. And the selection of Judas was no accident. It was prophesied in the Old Testament. And uh, the Lord knows that had several reasons for doing that to fulfill prophecy, obviously. But also, I think one of the other reasons might have been uh, that it's hard to tell, in some cases, if someone is a saved person or not. I think that must be one of the other reasons for the
1: selection of Judas. But to finish the introduction,
0: I want to commend to you a study on your own of the prayer life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the content. John chapter seventeen, giving a lot of content to the, uh, how the Lord Jesus prayed, and other parts. Look at the context. Uh, look up the word prayer in respect to, in its various forms, with respect to the Lord Jesus, and and do a study um, on your own. We're gonna. Look tonight at uh, uh, four records of Christ praying and with a special emphasis on Christ giving thanks uh, in his prayer. I ask you to turn now to John chapter eleven. We're going to be moving around in
1: the Gospels and other books of so John chapter 11. And you'll probably get there faster than I will. I've got one of these Bibles
0: that are Indian paper. No good for sword drills, eh, Bonnie? No good for sword drills. Yep, I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there. So John 11,
1: verses 41 and 42. And they took away the stone
0: from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I, very emphatic, I myself knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. So you can see from the context here that Lazarus had been dead some four days by that time. these words were spoken at the sepulcher, the stone having been uh, removed at the direction of the Lord Jesus. His words here point to a prayer having been previously offered up by the Lord Jesus. It was a prayer
1: to His heavenly Father about the raising of Lazarus.
0: The prayer of one who always kept his father's commandments and did those things that were pleasing in his sight. His prayer, does this sound uh, strange to us? It was a prayer of faith by the Lord Jesus. I'm reminded of the passage that uh, I believe is misunderstood. The uh, words are the author and finisher of our faith. Now, if it's your own Bible that you have in your hand and you have a pen, the word our, O-U-R, is not a translation. It's an interpretation.
1: There is no word O-U-R in the original language.
0: I believe that verse is talking about the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ from the beginning to end. His faith. Yes, He is the author and finisher of our faith. But uh, there is no word our in the original language. And read it again, read that passage again with that word not being there. And I think you'll you get the, the point that uh, uh, I'm trying to make to you. And so, this indeed was a prayer of faith with respect to uh, the raising of Lazarus. For only such prayers are answered by God, prayers of faith. And his prayer was according to the will of his father. And his father gave him assurance
1: that his prayer would be answered. Now as well, in our text, the Lord prayed aloud
0: that bystanders might hear him pray. These things that are are written of the Lord Jesus are written that people might uh, believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing they might have life through his name. And so he prayed aloud for that, and no doubt other purposes
1: as well. And as I indicated, he prayed emphatically. I,
0: I lived with the knowledge that thou dost always hear me and Prayer was the means, really, of this uh, miracle taking place.
1: We have the blessed privilege of prayer, of access to our Heavenly Father. We must be grateful for answered prayer. we can be assured of prayer being
0: answered if we come to God in faith. I'm going to give you a couple of verses that are important in this matter. Mark 11, verse 24. Mark 11, verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. James chapter one, verses five and six. James one five and six. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. That's James 1, 5. To seven. And then from the Psalms, Psalm 66 and verse 18. Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will
1: not hear me. Proverbs 28 and verse 9.
0: Proverbs 28 and verse 9. He that turneth away his ear from the hearing of the law,
1: even his prayer shall be abomination. 1 John 3, verses 21 and 22. 1 John three, twenty-one
0: 21 and 22. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And one more verse, First John 5. Uh, two verses, actually. First John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions
1: that we desire of Him. And our text says that Jesus gave
0: In other words, he gave thanks for answered prayer. He gave thanks for answered prayer. I've appreciated very much uh, the reminders at prayer meeting by my friend Riel. Remember to give thanks for answered prayer.
1: Jesus did. We should do the same. I want you to turn now to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. We begin at verse 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father,
0: Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent. And hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. And here the Lord Jesus, in effect, gave thanks for the purposes of God being achieved.
1: The opening words of the text point to the time
0: context for what the Lord Jesus, when the Lord Jesus prayed, and the time was dark. If you go down through that 11th chapter, you'll see that John the Baptist in prison sent disciples to receive reassurance that Christ and the Lord Jesus was indeed the Christ that was promised to come. And then, um, going down the chapter, verses 16 and 19 in the chapter sum up misconceptions many had about John the Baptist. And, That passage goes on to uh, speak of the slanders held about the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Then from verse 20 on to verse 24, records the lack of repentance in the cities of the north, despite the mighty works that had been done there to substantiate the gospel. And so at that seemingly dark time, Jesus gave thanks. Notice how he reverenced his heavenly Father, much in the same manner as he did in his prayer in John chapter 17, addressing him there, O Father, Holy Father, Righteous Father. Notice how he gave recognition to him as the sovereign, as the ruler of heaven and earth. You see, our praying should be characterized by such reverent reference to God, and such recognition of who God indeed is. Christ found solace and substance for thanksgiving in the knowledge of the Father's will, that his will was being carried out, that God was doing what he promised to do. For instance, in Isaiah chapter 29... I'll read for you verses 13 and 14 there. Isaiah chapter 29, 13 and 14. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as his people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid as prophesied in that passage in Isaiah.
1: To conceal truth from the unresponsive and to reveal truth
0: according to his will. Several other passages in Corinthians I want to read to you now. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 19 and verses 26 to 29. So, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 19, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Verse 26 and on. For ye see your calling, brethren, Things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified
1: the Lord of glory. Though the days were dark, God is still on the throne working for good, working for our good.
0: And Christ is still building his church and carrying out his
1: kingdom purposes. If you turn now to John chapter 6, please. Direct you to two verses, verse 11 and verse 23. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the
0: disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. In verse 23, howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat
1: bread. After that, the Lord had given thanks. Now, was the Lord Jesus just giving thanks for
0: those seven items of food that were in his hand to begin with? We learn from verse 6 in that passage that his question to Philip about purchasing bread was was a test. He knew, he knew what was going to take place, what he would do. In the shortened version of the model prayer, in Luke eleven and verse three, Jesus instructed his people that we should pray, quote, give us day by day our daily bread. His thanks included, I believe, what was going to be supplied to meet the needs of that time. Not just for those seven uh, foods, but for what was going to be done. And it brings to mind what I read some time ago about George Mueller, the man who ran the orphanage in Bristol, England. Who, when the cupboard was bare at mealtime, gave thanks to the Lord for what he was going to do, going to supply. And the Lord did. And so we need to give thanks for needed provisions for the Lord will supply. My God shall what? Supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His thanks included what was going to be supplied.
1: I want you to turn now to Mark chapter 14. And I'll begin to reading at verse 22. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed
0: and break it and gave to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new
1: in the kingdom of God. This thanksgiving of the Lord Jesus, Uh, yes, it included the elements.
0: This is where the Lord Jesus instituted the communion in the
1: upper room. He had eaten the Passover meal with his disciples already. and judas had left to betray the master then the lord jesus gave thanks and and blessed
0: the elements and gave them to the remaining disciples
1: when he did so what did he give thanks for When we do likewise, that
0: is participate in in communion,
1: when thanks is given, is it just for the elements? Or for what the elements represent? In Hebrews
0: 10, Verses 5 to 7, we read of the Lord delighting in coming, coming to do the will of God the Father. The Father, as words from Psalm 40, verses 6 to
1: 8, are quoted and given context. In that he came to do the Father's will and delighted to do the Father's will. He was giving thanks for the sacred privilege of shedding his blood, of him suffering on the cross of Calvary. He went willingly. He was glad to have his body broken, glad to have his blood shed for us. He was thankful for the privilege of sacred service. We too need to be thankful
0: for the parts He gives to us to play
1: in His kingdom work. We ought always to thank Him for allowing us to participate in this sacred duty of being witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ amen